1-800-BETS-OFF. The Iowa Hawkeyes women's basketball team will look to keep rolling tonight. Caitlin Clark and company set to face Colorado in the Sweet 16 in Seattle, a 6.30 start. Ole Miss plays Louisville in the nightcap. The Vikings finally made it official with Marcus Davenport announcing a one-year deal for the defensive end. The NFL is warning teams not to engage with a business partner of Lamar Jackson, who's reportedly been in contact with multiple teams. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world famous baby back ribs this is des moines sports station 106.3 kxno hour number two welcome back it's miller and condon minus the miller today he'll be back on monday on 106.3 kxno ken he is out sunning and funning I don't know how much sunning Ken actually does, but he is having fun right now, hanging out at Circa, and I can't wait until he gets back because well, he got a little bump up. The suite that he had secured over at the Golden Gate ultimately was not available this week and had a mechanical issue, so he got the upgrade and the great people with the three hotels there, the D, Golden Gate, and Circa. He's living the high life in a penthouse in one of the suites at Circa. Mike Palm joins us, the VP of Operations. And here's the crazy thing, Mike. This was not something where Ken you know, had to call in a favor. You guys just did that without even knowing. Yeah, it's that Ken Miller, the Iowa Ken Miller. Great customer service as always at Circa. Well, yeah. The last I saw Kenny, he was headed to 8 East about 9.30 last Ooh. night to get some food. He, he was supposed to be in the penthouse at the Golden Gate, and they had an issue, so... Last night, they were in a hospitality suite, which has a big bar. So um, Chris and, and John Miller, and he watched uh, the second games up there. And then tonight, they get moved or this afternoon to a, a founder suite, which is <laughs> our largest suite at Circa with the two, two big bedrooms. That's amazing. And he's going to have the story, and I can't wait to hear from him when he gets back uh, and be on the show with me on Monday. You know, one thing we rarely talk about when we have you on the air, we talk about Stadium Swim. We talk about the world's biggest sports book. We talk about what you guys do for the gambler in terms of putting a little extra money in their pocket if you turn out to be a winner. We talk about all those things. We don't talk about not just the suites, but just the normal rooms. I remember the first time I walked into your guys' one of the rooms there, the first time I stayed, just being awestruck of this is just a normal room and what – a VIP experience you have. You don't have to get a suite to feel like a VIP when you're at Circa. No, it's 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 a really family affair, and you got the owner there. He was entertaining in the underhang there, just above the sports book, and you know we got radio stations from Chicago, Denver, um, Phoenix, uh, of course Iowa, Houston, Texas. ESPN's there, so. He was hanging out with a lot of them last night, including uh, big boys from Iowa everywhere. And then there's a cocktail party at the Overhang Bar from 4 to 7 for all uh, the media that's out there this weekend. So it, it's quite an atmosphere, and, uh, and, and everyone's having a good time. Well, let's get into what we saw and what we're going to see going forward. Uh, first last night, UCLA Gonzaga, the late game there, everybody trying to get even or even better, uh, depending on how their evening was going. I'm going to guess a ton of handle, ton of Zags fans already in town along with UCLA. I'm going to guess that was the most most bet game. How did it turn out for you guys last evening, what turned out to be an epic game? And, and the live betting opportunities there, they were plentiful throughout that one. We won a little bit to the pre-flop because people had UCLA, but people were betting Gonzaga in the second half. So yeah. the game was kind of a push. 
we could never really outrun the early results. They bet UConn all day long like they had, you know, today's newspaper. Hmm. Uh, and, and, and they were dead right on the game. So, uh, boy, UConn looks as good as anybody in the tournament so far. Uh, and so we lost that game. Uh, we win to, to Kansas State. Uh, we needed Kansas State. We lose to Florida Atlantic. Uh, we needed Tennessee there. Most people took the point, some money line parlay. So we made a small loser on that. It wasn't anything horrible. I think if UCLA um, loses that game but doesn't get to such a big lead where people bet Gonzaga in the second half, we might have had a winning day. But it's all good. UCLA was our number one liability for the futures market. So I won't complain about a small loser if we knock out a half-million-dollar liability. Well, looking uh, right now at the matchups coming up this evening, we get both number one seeds that remain in this tournament, uh, both out there. Currently at Circa, both of them are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Houston against Miami and Alabama against San Diego State. You see people, are they behind the favorites here? I know they're going to be part of Moneyline parlays and the like, but as it pertains just to the point spread, what are you seeing with both the Cougars and the Crimson Tide? Yeah, we're seeing the, the dogs in both games, actually, Trent. I think people have futures on the favorites, and so yeah. both of those spots uh, are not bad spots to try to find a middle. I'm there. Um, I have a ticket on both Bama and Houston at this point. I also have Miami, and that can be a big winner mm-hmm. for me. So it's one of those spots where I think I have enough on both sides that I'm okay, but if we get to the lead eight, I got some final four tickets on the Hurricanes and a few more. Uh, you might be seeing a text message from me trying to help me out a little bit uh, with the Hurricanes when we get to that point. How about Xavier, Texas? You know, the Longhorns are playing so well, seeing them up close and personal here in Des Moines against that Xavier team. Jack Nungy, former Hawkeye. I know a lot of Hawkeye fans are going to be rooting for them. Four is currently the number here. I just don't have a strong opinion one way or the other in this spot. Um, I like Texas. Do you? Uh, yeah, I actually like Texas tonight. I bet the games, I took points. See, I have Creighton at 40 to 1, so how Ooh. can you not take 10? Yep. Uh, and I have Alabama at 11 to 1, so I took 8, but I also laid it with Texas. Those are my three plays tonight. The other two are based on my futures. I just, I was real impressed. I don't know that Texas has a weakness. If they can, if they can shoot anywhere around 35, 33% from beyond the arc, they're going to be really tough to beat. Those guards have such smooth handles. They were able to get the ball in the paint against Penn State. Um, I, I, I think of the non-number one seeds, UConn and Texas, probably the best two teams out there. I think you're exactly right, man. It's really fair the way they're playing. Texas didn't hit a three-pointer until, what, inside of 10 minutes left yeah. in the ball game, and they still yeah. won it against a Penn State team that was playing about as well as anybody. I mean, you'd put them probably in terms of how they were playing and after what we saw early on, they're probably one of the top 15 teams in the country, and they were able to dispatch that without even shooting the ball well. Really nice win for the Longhorns. So that Princeton team, I mean, they are, yes, we saw Florida Atlantic, right? And that was a great story, and they're now a game away from playing for a Final Four. We have that angle, but they're good all season long, and they had a great record. Princeton, you look at any metric, anything out there, Ken Pomeroy, any of the advanced metrics, they don't like this Tigers team here. What would it take for them to actually not cover the number of 10, but win this game outright because it's, it seems like such a tall task. I don't know. I kept looking up when I was at Wells Fargo at, at the scoreboard. I couldn't believe what they were doing to Missouri. Mm-hmm. This was a team that was life and death. They finished third in the Ivy League. Life and death in the semifinal, life and death in the Ivy League final to get here. Um, you know, they rebounded the ball awful well against Missouri. I mean, They have to continue rebounding the ball. Um 
we've seen, you know, we've seen Creighton in the funk in the middle of the year where you couldn't didn't think they'd win another game. So it's it's not incomprehensible that they could have an off night. But uh, uh, you know, I I wouldn't lay the ten in this spot. Um, I probably would pass the game if I didn't have the future ticket, or at least get a look at how Princeton's playing in the first half and how they compete on the boards and how they defend. This Creighton team could put up points quick. Um, so it's, it's an interesting game, though. It's uh, To me, you know, the Fairleigh Dickinson win is obviously the biggest storyline, but a 15 seed, again, making the Sweet 16 has to be a close second. Yeah, third straight year of 15 into the Sweet 16, something that was incomprehensible going back to the first time we saw a 15 win or Richmond as they beat Jim Beheim and Syracuse. One of many early flameouts for Beheim. We remember the runs that they made and kind of surprising runs. There's also plenty of flameouts, but I guess when you coach for 45 years, probably going to have both sides of that one. Hey, Mike, I, I want to jump over to the women's bracket. And first of all, the upsets of what we've seen in this tournament, something that is such a rarity in women's college basketball. On the local level, Iowa, you guys currently have the Hawkeyes favored by five and a half. I see the rest of the market right now. Looks like six six is painted across the board as I look at it right now. The Hawkeyes, though, I'm going to guess. I mean, because of Caitlin Clark and, and what she has meant, not just here locally, what you guys are seeing, probably people laying the points with the Hawkeyes, but also in Nevada, in your other markets, seeing the same kind of thing. What are you seeing in that one, if anything? Or are you guys split pretty even with the Hawkeyes laying the five and a half? It's two-way action here. Um, that's why the line's at five and a half. So I thought maybe the Iowa market would drive this game up, but yep. it, it hasn't happened so far. But you'll get more bets later in the day, obviously, as we get closer to tip in Seattle. I, what a spot they're in with all the other seeds falling around them. they still got two games to win. And, you know, Mississippi's a very good defensive team if they end up with them in the regional final. But I'd love to see them make the final four. Let's be honest, I don't think anybody's beating South Carolina, not UConn, not anyone. Uh, but to make a Final Four would certainly be special for the, for, for Lisa Bluter's program. You mentioned Ole Miss. They play Louisville on the other side of the bracket. That'll be the late game tonight. I uh, got a future ticket on Louisville at 20-1 to 1 to win this region, right, as they were wrapping up at mm-hmm. a, another one of the big properties out there that had that one. Very happy as I look today. They're plus 340 now to come out of the region, the Seattle 4 region there. And I love Louisville today, minus 2.5. Ole Miss... Beating Stanford, I think that was that was kind of like Arkansas beating Kansas. I see that one. Louisville, preseason top 10 team. They're finally rounding into form. That is probably my favorite play of anything on the board here today. Men's or women's, Louisville minus the two and a half. Um, they're tough. And what they did in Austin was really impressive. Uh-huh. Uh, you can't quibble with that. I thought Texas would make a run at them. They never did. They never made a run at nope. them. They just kept extending the lead. They bullied them. Uh, so yeah, they're a tall task there. I have a ticket on Maryland at forty to one. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, get through another game here, then I think I have to monetize it. You yeah. know, uh, um, Stacy Freeze was two years ahead of me, so I, oh, I nice. watched her play. I watched her play in the Mississippi Valley. She was at Washington, so uh, I thought this was a little high price on them. But I'm looking forward to the women's games tonight, and maybe as much as the men. I'm right there with you, and you know, even just a couple years back, to think that this is going to be the case and the growth of this sport. Really, really cool to see and certainly uh, great things and, and we have an opportunity to monetize it too if you think you have an opinion on these games. Mike Palm, uh, wrapping things up here. We are a month away from the NFL draft. A year ago it was in Vegas. This year it'll be in Kansas City because of the Vegas proximity and it's difficult to handicap it and to put numbers out for the draft. What is your guys' decision this year? Are you going to do anything for the NFL draft? 
Yeah, we will. But, uh, you know, we try to have a limited menu. We can't be all things to all people. It's mm-hmm. just really tough to book the draft. And now it's interesting that the, the you know, number one overall market has shifted back and forth between Stroud and Young. But Carolina, it's interesting. The wide receiver market has flipped back and forth. So, uh, you know, we'll offer a handful of props and just hope to mitigate the loss. Makes a lot of sense. It's difficult, like you said, to book in and coming up with those numbers. Going to be fun to certainly keep an eye on going forward. Mike Palm, keep an eye on those Iowans out there. You know, when we get outside of the state border, sometimes it's a little bit of a struggle. Certainly Williams. We know both the Millers are going to be okay. Keep an eye on Chris Williams, though, for us, okay? Uh, he's having the time of his life. He's all right. We got to have John Miller dressed up a little bit when he goes to Barry's. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You can't, can't be doing going to Barry's. Got to dress it up a little bit. Come on, Miller. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, always fun. Appreciate it. Say hi to my radio partner, and we'll talk to you again next week, Mike Palm. Okay, Trent. Have a great weekend. Good luck to the Iowa women. Thank you very much. That is Mike Palm. Joins us each and every Friday here on Miller of and Condon. He is the vice president of operations at Circa, the world's biggest sports book. And as I told you, if you're listening earlier in the program today, give it a shot. Lowest theoretical hold when you look at the futures market, and it doesn't matter the sport. They're the best in golf, baseball markets, basketball markets. When you're looking at futures, they do the best. And you want to get down. You got a strong opinion? You don't have to worry. In fact, had a conversation yesterday. Buddy is in one of those big tournament pools. It's probably legal. That aside. I'm not going to tell you who. He lives out of the state anyway. He, uh, but it's it's a big pot. We'll just put it that way. Well, you got a big pot. You want to hedge out of it. You want to guarantee yourself some money. You know where you can get a lot of money down? Good luck at some of the places out there getting down even five figures. Not going to happen. At Circa, absolutely. It can happen. You don't have to be a pro. You can be a guy off the street. They will take your bet Circus Sports online. You can find where to download the app, Apple, wherever you are. They got you covered. They do a great job and a great partnership. Love having those guys on. And, oh, the FOMO has hit me hard seeing the guys out there. Got to get back out to Circa again. Get to get stadium swim. We got some ideas cooking here. Don't worry. We're going to invite you guys out there to come along with us out to Vegas once again this summer couple of opportunities. We'll be talking about the contests right around the corner. Usually May is when uh, those officially open up with the two football contests we were in last year. Uh, so much fun. Quick timeout. We'll come back on the other side. We're going to talk a little baseball. We start our baseball previews with my favorite team, the Minnesota Twins. Nick Nelson joins us next. Then your chance to win some barbecue from Claxons. All coming up here. It's Miller and Condon, 106.3. iHeartLand today. If you're thinking of incorporating or setting up an Iowa LLC, zoom right past LegalZoom and work with Rush Niggett, a Brick Gentry PC. He's set up an affordable online small business package that helps you decide whether to form a limited liability company LLC or a corporation. With Rush Niggett's help, it's easy to form your new small business. Rush Niggett, a business lawyer with Brick Gentry Law PC. Go to RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush If you own a house, you've got a huge asset. And everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is... If you sell your home instead of running it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a 
total pain in your asset. But with Renters Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to RentersWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. Renters Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. Build your business. At Signorama of Urbandale, they offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. They have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around, and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Signorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. Check out the new location at 10301 Dennis in Urbandale and online at signorama.com slash IA. on your side. When you bet the college hoops action in March, you want to bet where the pros bet with Circa Sports. Get all the benefits of the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips with the Circa Sports app. Experience high limits, low holds, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. Download your new bookie today and bet like a pro from anywhere in Iowa. Don't miss any of the March action. Visit CircaSports.com for details. Must be 21 and present in the state of Iowa to place wagers. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call Kaberski Bros. Continues 106.3 KXNO, a bumper rarely used. Ken's away. Have a little fun. Nick Nelson joining me from Twins Daily. Nick, is my memory right? Are you an Eminem huge fan? Uh, yeah, I love Eminem. He was definitely one of my favorites growing up. All right, I, th- I thought I had that. Thought we were in good shape there. Well, hey, thanks for popping on here. We're starting our baseball previews, jumping around our regional teams all surrounding us here in the middle of Iowa. And of course, the Minnesota Twins, my favorite team. Growing up just on the right side of the border up there in North Iowa. This team has expectations, again, maybe not at the same level a year ago. But as we were just talking about before we came on the air, the Twins this year, the injury bug that hit them a year ago, you just felt, well, that's not going to happen two years in a row. They bring in a new trainer, you think some new ideas, some different ways of doing things medically, and yet they're cropping up again here this spring is this snake-bitten franchise? Is this just the guys that they currently have? Or is there something deeper? Why are the injuries seemingly for the second year in a row already cropping up here this spring? Yeah, I mean, you know, we knew there was going to be some carryover from last year. I mean, it's not like when the calendar flips, you, you just snap your fingers and get a clean slate, right? We knew that Polanco and Kirloff and Buxton all ended the year on the injured list, all had injury concerns that had the potential to carry forward, and now we're seeing that basically in all these cases. We've learned that uh, Polanco and Kirilov are going to open the season on the injured list. Uh, Buxton is going to open the season as pretty much a full-time DH. Uh, you know, if you were trying to, to look ahead at the, before spring training started and map things out with those three, it's not like the worst possible scenario, but it's pretty close, right? It is. It feels like you're trending already in that direction. And after what happened a year ago, certainly the frustrations that were out there. Let's start with Polanco. Professional hitter, very solid, does a lot of good things. I know there's people that always want a little bit more, but I believe he was third last year in war for American League second baseman. We're still talking about a very good guy, a guy that's been an all-star. What do the Twins do in the interim where it might be the end of April, might be the end of May before they see Jorge Polanco back? What do they do at second base? Yeah, I mean, to their credit, they have, you know, I think they foresaw this possibility and uh, took a lot of steps during the offseason to prepare themselves for it. Uh, They've got good depth at second base. You know, they picked up, Kyle Farmer early in the offseason. 
uh, who I think can be a, a very solid second baseman. He told me uh, when I was down in spring training that it's his favorite position to play other than shortstop. Uh, you know, Donovan Solano, uh, who they picked up just at the start of spring training, is a veteran who's played a lot of second. He can plug in there. They've got Nick Gordon. Uh, and I think the most intriguing guy, if they believe that Polanco's going to be out for a long time, which I don't know why you would think otherwise at this point, uh, is Edward Julian, the, the, the hitting prospect who is knocking at the door, really impressive showing in spring training. Uh, and at the World Baseball Classic, you know, like yeah, I think you go for the upside of Julian pretty early on here. If I think you're going to be without Polanco. Yeah, with Farmer and Solano, both those guys have their pluses and minuses. Solano all of a sudden figured it out with the Giants and turned into a really productive hitter late in his career. Farmer is a nice utility guy, but that's about it. If either of those guys are struggling or just not giving the production, or if you need to augment it a little bit more, I'm with you. It's the time. The time the window is opening up again for this Twins team, and they do it also making a trade in the offseason to bring in who turns out to be their opening day starter. Pablo Lopez will get the opening day start. You like the move? Yeah, you know I do. Uh, obviously, very controversial. I think uh, as much as I love Luis Arise, just like everyone else does, and I think it made a lot of sense to sell high for various reasons. And Lopez has looked really, really good this spring. I mean, he was dominant in the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. Big velocity, you know, the big changeup. Uh, I think he's going to impress people, uh, and it's all about staying healthy, obviously. You know, if he gets hurt, it's going to look like a bad trade. There's just, you know, two ways about it. But especially when you look at sort of the the starting five and some of the question marks uh, impacting guys like Mally and Maeda, uh, I think Lopez is a huge addition, and sort of what you lost with Arias is worth it to add that depth. You mentioned injuries, and you mentioned Malley, and those go to hand-in-hand after they got him. Another pitcher that the Twins get in the trade market that was damaged goods. What is it with this front office and swinging? Is it is it bad luck, or is it the way they scout? What's going on? Because it feels like so many times they get a pitcher, and then the pitcher's hurt. <laughs> I think it's a couple things. You know, First of all, they see that as maybe sort of a market inefficiency. You know, it gives them an opportunity to get talents that they like at a cost that is not exorbitant. Um, you know, I think the cost that they got Malley for, if he were completely healthy to get a season and a half of him, was, was a pretty good deal. Obviously, it looks different now. Um, but I think a part of it is also just that's how baseball goes. I mean, we saw what happened with the Yankees and Frankie Montas, who was another very popular trade target for the Twins last year. Uh, he's going to miss basically the whole season with a shoulder issue and has not really thrown it all for the Yankees, at least not effectively. And they gave up more than the Twins gave up for Mally. So uh, I know Twins fans sort of have a perception that this is unique to the Twins, and I think it is maybe a little more prevalent for the reason I stated, but uh, it, it's, it's baseball, you know. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, let's go to the bullpen next. We're talking with Nick Nelson from Twins Daily as we break down the Twins in our look around Major League Baseball today. The Twins in the spotlight. A bullpen that coming into last year, a lot of question marks. Some of the guys answered some of those questions, certainly. What we saw out of Duran, both in the back end or in the middle of that bullpen whenever uh, that Rocco decided to use him. You know you're in good shape there. As long as he is healthy, he is going to be one of the most dominant bullpen guys in the game. Who else do you like? Who else excites you in this bullpen i think it's a good unit um you know if jorge lopez obviously can bounce back anywhere close to where he was in the first half of last season those two are an unbelievable like dual all-star threat at the back end that's what the twins are hoping to have if it works out that way i think they'll have one of the best ninth inning coverage uh units in the league um caleb Steelbar, griffin jacks both looked really good last year uh jorge alcala has looked healthy and strong this spring throwing 97 98 um, you know, I think there's there's good depth at the back end. 
I wonder a little bit about the reinforcements, which you're inevitably going to need just because some of the guys I think they would like to count on to help out that bullpen, you know, whether it's Josh Winder, Ronnie Enriquez, uh, Matt Cantorino is a prospect who's going to miss the whole year with Tommy John surgery. All these guys are hurt at the moment. So um, I'm a little less concerned about the opening day makeup and a little more concerned about how they sort of evolve and adapt that unit over the course of the season. Bullpen, okay, but how do you bring back Pagan after blowing the division in those <laughs> games against Cleveland? Uh, what, what do they see of this guy? He's terrible. I mean, they're, they're opening themselves up to a lot of criticism, mm-hmm. I will say. I will say, if you look at the stuff models, you know, these, so they have these, these models that sort of measure how pitches move, how they differentiate, how hitters perceive them. Uh, he rates very well in these categories, and I truly believe the Twins are not the only team that thinks that. I, I believe that there are other teams that would be interested in trading for him because teams want relief pitchers who can throw like this, even if they've had some issues. There just aren't very many guys with stuff of this caliber, um, and the Twins are betting on that. I, and I don't think it's necessarily a terrible bet. Uh, what will make it a terrible bet is if they if they kind of stick with it as long as they did and as stubbornly as they did last year because uh, – if Pagan blows a few early season leads, it's going to get really ugly in terms of fan morale. Well, let's hope that is not the case. Byron Buxton still looking for that second time he's ever played over 100 games in the season. And this has not exactly been the spring that's going to give you that optimism that it's going to happen again this year. They're going to use him differently. He is going to be DHing a whole lot more, a lot less in center field this year. Where are you at with Byron Buxton? We won't know when he's healthy. He is one of the best players in all of baseball. But that little caveat you have to put in there, win healthy. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is at this point. Um, I'm down for anything they want to try to do to keep him on the field. I think he can bring a lot of value as a DH. He's an amazing hitter, obviously. Uh, It it takes away from the overall value he adds when you're not able to use him in center field. But they say they're hoping to sort of transition him into playing regularly in the outfield over the course of the season. Again, I think that makes sense. The big goal um, is to get as much as you reasonably can out of him during the regular season, but more importantly, to have him available in the playoffs in September, which has really never happened before. So, um, you know, I think having Michael Taylor, who they picked up during the offseason, is a huge huge addition. It gives them the ability to use Buxton at DH without a huge drop-off in center field defensively. Um, and I'm excited to see him play out there. I think it's going to be a good combination. Does it help significantly Max Kepler the move away from baseball and the shift? Does does it help out Kepler? Are we talking about you know, he's bouncing up and he's, he's batting maybe 238 this year as opposed to 220? Yeah, it's probably overstated a little bit how much the shift is going to help him. I do think that Kepler in general just had a really, really unlucky last the year last year. Um, you know, part of that being the shift, part of it being injuries, part of it being he just had a lot of instances more than you'd expect where he hit the ball hard and it went straight at someone. So I think almost Kepler is due to bounce back just due to sort of random luck as much as anything. But the shift will probably help him pick up a few more hits here and there. But but as fans see it play out, they're going to come to realize that, you know, and we've tried to make this point is it's not a shift ban. They're still going to be shifting. It's just going to be a little less extreme. It looks a little bit different and toying around with the two-man outfield a little bit. Red Sox did that early in spring training against the Twins. Now, that was against Gallo and another guy that certainly has uh, been hurt by the shift over the last couple of years. Nick, a couple more things before we wrap up. Let's start with the division as a whole. 
Cleveland, after they, what they did a year ago, they are the betting favorite right now. Twins and White Sox basically in the same spot here as I look at the uh, current futures at Circus Sports. And then you get the long shots and the Tigers and the Royals. In fact, let's start at the bottom. Of the Royals and the Tigers, who do you like to have a better season of those two? Uh, <laughs> the Tigers, I guess. I mean, neither of them look very good. I think the Tigers maybe will benefit from the fact that they have been pushing a little more you know they thought they were getting into that contention window last year so they made big moves with signing Javier Baez and Eduardo Rodriguez Um, I think they've got enough quality veteran players to sort of help them elevate a little bit whereas Kansas City is pretty much just in a full all-out rebuild mode at this point Uh, but I do not expect either of those teams to be good I have no problem with Cleveland being the betting favorite. Uh, they proved it on the field last year. The top-end talent, the way those young guys hit a year ago, and the manager that they have in the dugout, I get all those things. I just don't think it should be as significant than it is right now. Plus 115 for the Guardians. The Twins are currently at plus 30. White Sox are now down to plus 280. I just don't see the gap that big between the Guardians and the other two teams in this division, the Twins and the White Sox. Do you? No, and I think Vegas kind of sees that. I believe I saw like the uh, over-under for Cleveland was 86.5, which is an extremely low number for a projected division winner. Um, I think Cleveland's just a safe bet, uh, just based on the fact that they've been very consistently good. You know they're going to have really good pitching. You know they're going to be a really well-managed team by Terry Francona. Um, are they going to have the same kind of injury luck last year when they had the fewest days lost to injury of any team in the league? That seems unlikely. Uh, Do they have enough hitting, even with the addition of Josh Bell, to really complement that pitching and be a 90-plus win team? I'm a little dubious of that. I I see the Twins and the White Sox as much more high upside teams, but you know we've seen what can happen when you bet on upside, uh, especially with these two teams. So I guess I understand God's are laid out as they are. Two more quick hits with Nick Nelson, Twins Daily in Minnesota Sports. Timberwolves, is there any reason to be optimistic? Cats back. They're getting healthier. Any optimism for the playoffs for the Timberwolves? Yeah, I mean, that's the reason right there. They, they got good the other night. They're going to get Ant back hopefully soon. Uh, and having sort of core that they envisioned, which they haven't really had all season, to get the playoffs start, hopefully will be a big thing in their favor. You know, I've got to get sixth seed right now and uh, avoid the playing round. But it definitely seemed like they can lot of notice to me. Yeah. But they also... As we've seen, our team that can just have huge letdowns randomly at any time. And the Wild are in a fight there to get the uh, number one seed on their side in the division there. Real opportunity in the Central. They are just a game back of the Stars. They're ahead of the Lanch and uh, Winnipeg with Ken's team. The Jets are sitting there in fourth place right now. Real opportunity to get home ice advantage in the first two rounds. That would be huge. Yes, yes. I love, love to be playing. Uh, it's pretty sweet that they have an opportunity to do that, very jumbled in the top of the standings in the Western Conference. Uh, you know, with the Wild, too, the story, as we've been talking about with all these teams, get those stars healthy. I mean, they got Caprizo healthy, and then those should be improved. Nick, appreciate it, as always. Nick Nelson joining us from Twins Daily. If you're a Twins fan, you got to go there and check everything out. Appreciate your time today, Nick. We'll talk again throughout the summer and talking about these Minnesota Twins. Yeah, I appreciate you, Trent. Nick Nelson joining us. Find him on Twitter at Nick Nelson MN. That's Minnesota. We take our final time out. When we do and when we come back, we're going to give four of you an opportunity to win Claxon's Barbecue. Now, this is how you get involved. All you do, call up the station, 284-5966, 284-KXNO. Give a call. If you're one of the first four people in, 
and you have not played in the last 30 days, you will have a chance to win barbecue. $35 to the first place, $25 to second place. I got four games for you, and a total is going to be our tiebreaker this week. Think Sweet 16. That's where your mind needs to be. Sweet 16. That'll give you a chance. Dialed up right now. 284-5966. Four of you will have an opportunity to win Claxons, and I will give you my picks for the weekend all when we come back. It's Miller and Condon back with one more segment on a Friday on 106.3. Tickets today. When you bet the college hoops action in March, you want to bet where the pros bet with Circus Sports. Get all the benefits of the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips with the Circa Sports app. Experience high limits, low holds, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. Download your new bookie today and bet like a pro from anywhere in Iowa. Don't miss any of the March action. Visit CircaSports.com for details. Must be 21 and present in the state of Iowa to place wagers. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 693. Wrapping things up on a Friday. It's the final segment of the week. I'm Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon. KXNO, that music means it's time to give four of you an opportunity to win Claxon's Barbecue. Claxon BBQ is where you can find them online. I love the brisket. Wings are excellent. They do it all well. ClaxonBBQ.com. Steve, Sean, Jason, Craig, you got the chance to win $35 to Whoever finishes in first place, second place, $25 gift certificate to Claxons, and Steve kicks things off. Steve, thanks for hopping on. Miller and Condon, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Let's uh, start in the women's game tonight. Iowa, a five-and-a-half-point favorite against Colorado. Boy, I've got to take the buff. Going with Colorado. See you. Alabama in the men's side. They're laying seven-and-a-half against San Diego State. I'm going to take San Diego State. SDSU for Steve. We go to Houston and the other number one seed, also laying seven and a half against Miami. I will take Miami. And wrapping things up, we got Xavier. They're a four and a half point underdog against the Longhorns. I will take the Longhorns in that one. And we wrap things up with our tiebreaker. Tiebreaker, total points. Creighton, Princeton tonight. Combined points between the two teams. Closest without going over. I will say 130. No, let's go 129. 129 is the number. Thank you, Steve. You bet. Take care. Up next is Sean. Sean, you're on Miller and Condon. How was the week? Hey, it's it's over. <laughs> We're getting there, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Hawkeyes <laughs> laying five and a half tonight against the Buffaloes out in Seattle. I'm taking the Hawks. Going Iowa. Game two on the men's side. San Diego State, they're getting seven and a half against Bama. I am going to take Bama. Game three, Houston laying seven and a half against the Miami Hurricanes. I'm taking Houston. And Texas, they're in a four and a half point favorite against Xavier. I'm taking Xavier. Wrap it up, our total points and our tiebreaker, Blue Jays, Princeton Tigers tonight, closest without going over. I'll say 108. 108, low scoring for Sean. Thank you, Sean. Up next, we got Jason on the line. What's going on, Jason? Let's start Iowa, Colorado, the Buffaloes getting five and a half against the Hawkeyes. Iowa. Game two, Alabama favored by seven and a half against the Aztecs. 
Alabama. Game three, Houston. They're also laying seven and a half against Miami. Houston. And Texas, minus four and a half against Xavier. I'm going to take Texas. All right, wrapping things up with our tiebreaker. Total points in the Creighton-Princeton matchup this evening. 130. 130 is the number for Jason. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. And finally, our last contestant of the week is Craig. What's happening, Craig? I'd rather be in Vegas for Cam. Oh, but... I tell you. I, I, <laughs> jealousy, it is a sticky, stinky cologne, isn't it? And I, I certainly have a lot of it wearing it today. Well, we can still bet on things here in the state, so I'm going to get out my Circa app. I got an opinion on this one. What's your opinion? Iowa minus five and a half against Colorado. Iowa. Game two, Alabama minus seven and a half against San Diego State. Bama. Game three, it is Miami plus seven and a half against Houston. Houston. And Texas, they're laying seven in the hook against Xavier. Let's go to Xavier. Going with the X-Men. Final one. It is our tiebreaker this week. Closest without going over. Creighton, Princeton, total points of the game. 134. 134. Good luck to you. Thanks, Craig. Thank you. And thanks to everybody out there. Thanks to Claxons. Hey, get out of here with my picks of the weekend and our final 30 seconds. I love Iowa tonight. My favorite bet on the women's side is Louisville, laying the two in the hook there. That's a couple unit play for me. I like both the number one seeds, the underdogs in both those, Miami and San Diego State. Those are my favorites. You can find all my picks. They're for free over at the Action Network app. And thanks to Circa for sponsoring Trent's Picks of the Day every day. Murphy Danny, come your way next, followed by The Drive.